your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast, episode number 30. Sucker's getting pretty old. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. What's up, Chris? How are you doing this week? How are we doing? Yeah, we're doing uh, well. How about Pretty that? Good. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I would rather us have a basketball team, you know, in action this week. Have yeah. you been able to enjoy March Madness in its fullness, or is there kind of just a, some mixed emotions going on there while with your team not in the tournament? I have enjoyed it immensely. Uh, I think once you, you get over the the frustration of your team still not playing, I've been able to mm-hmm. just sit back and consume. And I've I've watched about as much as I could because I I haven't gotten to do that in the last four or five yeah. uh, spring breaks with the exception of the one pandemic. But then that that was the one year where there was no tournament. So exactly, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been a great tournament. I, I will tell you that I, part of what I have noticed by sitting at home and consuming this is that you know I see. Namari Burnett, I see Jamarius Burton, <laughs> I see TJ Shannon, oh, I see yeah. Kevin McCuller. All over. Um, yeah, there's a lot of players that used to play for you that are in the tournament. Uh, I see Malik Wilson sitting Malik on that uh, University of Houston. Uh, Vlad Golden for uh, <clears throat> FAU. Yeah, there's just a, there's a lot uh, lot going on. Um, and there's also, I don't have time to get into it, nor do I really want to, but there's also a lot of players that, were heavily in the mix or visited last summer that are still heavily involved in the tournament as well. So I I did like, I have to catch myself and be like, Oh my gosh, what, you know? Uh, but, but uh, yeah, no, it's been a great tournament. I mean, this, this has been one of the best first and second rounds that has ever happened. It's one of the greatest four days in sports. Mm, absolutely. It, it, it is the parody is awesome. The upsets are awesome. Uh, just the competitiveness, the, I mean, you know, it, it's just, yeah, you inject it straight into my veins, man, because I just think this is, yeah, there's just nothing like this tournament. And especially kind of as it gets going here and you just see the absolute chaos, mm-hmm. that's what shapes up the end of it because sure. <clears throat> the Kansases are gone and, you know, the Purdue's are gone, the Arizona's are gone, and, and you know, the Virginia's are gone. I mean, you know, and they're – anyway, that's just the – that's the fun part. So, anyway. Do you think the parody's around to stay? Uh, we'll, Do I think what now? The, the parody is here to stay for, for college as long basketball as the, in the tournament? I think as long as the portal is around, I think yeah. that, yeah, it, it, it's going to remain – you know, closer to, to the parody that we're seeing right now than it, than it was years ago when you have these dominant teams, yeah. because that's the fun part about this particular year, as good as some of these teams are, there was no team that ran off and hit from everybody. And it was just really dominant. And, and I, and I, and you also just don't see like the mid majors that kind of sneak in and are really, really young. No, they're the ones with the older kids. They're the ones with the 23 year olds and, and you see the the power five schools with the younger uh, high level recruits that, you know, it's, it's a bit too much for them, you know, now Arkansas a bit to the contrary, they, they survived it and they actually beat a somewhat of a veteran Kansas team. Yeah. But I, I look at Kentucky, I mean, they're, they're, they're young guys kind of 
buckled a bit against Kansas State. So anyway, it, it uh, I, I do think I, I will say though, what's not here to stay is the tournament staying at sixty four or sixty eight. I mean, that, I that's, agree. Yeah, that's going to. How do you feel about that? <clears throat> Going to ninety? Oh, I, is it ninety? Well, what's I the think, number there? I think eighty. Eighty. I, I I just think that it's going to get the the they call it bracket creep. Yeah. Whenever you have a final four, you want eight. Whenever you have you know like sure. a playoff deal, uh, whenever you you have eight, you want twelve. There's just kind of constant, and I think that uh, there's nothing wrong with this tournament. Yeah. However, there is a lot more money to be made. And so there it is. Yep. People are going to go try to make it. And I hope it doesn't drown it a bit. Uh, and, and it could, and, and, and the powers that be could ruin it a bit, but I do, I do think you're, you're on the cusp of somewhat of an expanded NCAA tournament, because I think what will happen is these power five leagues, you know, basically could say, you know what, if, if you don't want to do it, how we want to do it, like we're we're gonna do our own thing, and we'll we'll put everybody in it, and we'll get all the TV money. We'll cut out all the mid major. I mean, you know, it, I I just think there's a leverage play there, and so I do think that uh, that there'll be there'll be something there anyway, fairly soon. Yeah, but I, I agree, and that's it's, why this is why you gotta pay attention to some of this realignment stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, Absolutely. even some of the minor stuff, because Brett Yormark is in my opinion very keen to the basketball component here and i think people have glossed over it because we're so used to saying and writing and tweeting that football is what matters football moves this thing and and that has been very very accurate however you know the gonzagas of the world the villanovas of the world the creightons of the world uh, the you know w- whatever pay attention to some of those schools and and basketball only type allegiances and see if that stuff uh, doesn't start to get rumored even more in, in the coming weeks and months as some of this realignment stuff starts to get uh, talked about because I think that they that they, they, some of those schools could end up being left out a bit if if something were to to happen and get expanded or or a power five leverage play. Yeah. happens so anyway i just it's all intertwined I, I i'm not necessarily predicting that we're on the cusp but i i think that that's something you need to think about so yeah i, I agree and, and he's been <clears throat> blazing a trail as far as that goes because yeah. the the talks of a a potential basketball separate contract not this time around but the next time around and and how that would look with tv partners um, and the Big 12 is the league to do it because it has been the the uh, force to be reckoned with for sure in in college basketball for the last handful of years. But uh, we'll talk some more basketball, of course, coaching higher, where Texas Tech sits with that heading into this week. Uh, we'll talk some spring football because that is mm-hmm. we're on the cusp of that and uh, a few of your questions from the audience as well. But uh, let's start there with with the coaching search. I like this one from Paolo. This one's pretty fun. He asked this question last week, another one this week. If Chris Level were given the controls of hiring a new basketball coach and the university said, narrow it down to three candidates, either in the tournament or not, we want three names. What are those three names? Well, I mean, 
here's the thing about giving me the keys is mm-hmm. that it, it, anytime you roll on this, like when you start to have these conversations, like, well, if it was me, you know, one, how much money do I have to spend? That's a big what, part. What, what, what is the context uh, of, of, of some of these candidates that, you know, because there's going to be things than candidates that the committee looks at, and there's going to be plenty of things that we don't know about their situations. What has happened in their past? Sure. What, what, uh, how, how can they recruit? Who can they surround themselves with? Uh, are, are they a vibrant personality? Are they much of a, an introverted personality? There's all these different things. What's their marital status? Do they have family and kids? Uh, you know, all this stuff. Um, I, I, I think, uh, I'd be hard pressed to tell you that. And, and you're not, I just don't think that this is going to happen and it's going to be even harder to, to make it happen after, uh, the weekend that he had. But I mean, if you, if, if it was me and I was looking for what I felt like is kind of the basketball version of Joey, I mean, Jerome Tang is that to me right now, yeah. uh, but he's got his team in the sweet 16 and I, I don't think he's thinking about anything else other than going to Madison square garden, uh, this, uh, this next weekend, because those folks in the little apple are going to the big apple. And, and and I think, uh, but but I, I would have him for a variety of reasons. They were picked tenth in the league, okay? Picked tenth in the league, and they're going to the Sweet Sixteen in year one. And I just I love his energy and his, you know, um, I, I I would say too if I was uh, now they're not going to do this, and he's now got a new job. But Chris Beard was still the perfect fit for this program. A lot of people won't get past, you know, how he left. And and that and and what what issues have happened with him personally, with him and his fiance. But if you wanted to go get a coach without anything attached to it, and that's not how this works, you know. Yeah. If you wanted to win, I mean that 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 is is you know uh, he he would have won again here, in my opinion. And I get why they didn't do it. I, I think that uh, there's just too much to try to work through, bad feelings yeah. off the court, all that stuff. Uh, but you know, as far as just like somebody that hasn't been mentioned, uh, as far as just a candidate in the tournament, I mean, because some of the guys that I really respect are are just older and on the back end, or they, or they are, yeah, they are the identity at their school, the Mark right. Few, the Tom Izzo's, you know, the 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 Calipari's and all those things, and some of those guys. I mean, Matt Painter, I mean. You know, Matt Painter is about as good of a coach as there is in the business, and yeah. yet he's a he's a punchline right now, sure, because of how they've exited the first round, and he's had phenomenal years uh, at, at Purdue. And 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 if you're judged solely on this tournament, which most of the times that's the way it goes, it's it's not a lot of fun. <clears throat> uh, but uh, I guess to circle it all around, I mean, I, I would just I guess I would just point to Jerome Tang as like a guy that I would. I would really back up the truck for and and go after because I think he's he's young but yet experienced. A Texas guy has all kinds of juice because that's what I'm not moving. On. I'm not moving off of that spot. I want the basketball version of what Joey is for football. That's what wins today. Players, coach, energy got to be a bit different, and you got to be positive, and you got to you got to be able to do it at a place where you're not going to get McDonald's All Americans. You know, I mean, and that they're they're not going to do that in Manhattan either. So anyway, long answer, but uh, that that's my opinion. 
Uh, Kelly asks also in this front, you've alluded to the fact that our basketball search will go into this week. Do you feel that it will be wrapped up by the end of the week? And a second question, do you think that many of our players will follow Pinkins to Ole Miss? Two separate questions there. Still, you know, there's still some coaches that are that have games that I think they may want to, you know, visit with or or have a second visit with or or whatever. So there's no, you know, because what may end up happening is is if you really identify um if you identify what the the kind of guy that you want to to hire, I think there's a chance they could even maybe come up with a handshake deal if that team was still playing, you know, and and maybe do it that way. But uh, that, that would be tricky. Uh, And and then it not get out until that team uh, season was over. Uh, So, you know, that, I, I'm I'm ready for it to be uh, wrapped well, up. Is it is it better to have level a guy that is still playing or goes a long way, and you have that kind of handshake deal with, or is it is it better to have your guy locked up right now, and you can move on, look at transfer portal, and all of that sort of thing? Well, I mean, I. I don't. I don't know how much rub you get off of somebody else's tournament run. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I. I, I mean, it's just yeah. like what? Are you better off waiting and taking your chance on not knowing for sure if if you've got a guy in the tournament, but he's one of your uh, candidates? I yeah. Mean, what, what, what's the best option here, or is it better? I, to, I, I get think a sure you thing guy right now. I, neither. You find the right guy, <laughs> and you find the guy that you are most comfortable with. Because you can't get sped up here, regardless of some things being out of your control, you know, a week to a few days of waiting or awkwardness or whatever when it comes to roster or waiting for an NCAA or an NIT game to play out, you know, think about how differently you'll feel about what three or four days means come next November, December, when either you have the right guy or like, oh, no, what did we do? You know, I mean, that, you know, you, you've got to, and it takes a a level of of toughness there to kind of weather this a bit. So you you have to simply find the right guy and then work through whatever scenario that that individual has going right now with his team or end of season or whatever. So the other question from Kelly was, do you think that any or many of our players will follow Pinkins to Ole Miss with that news coming out this week? I mean, at, the, at this point, I'm I'm not real sure. I don't I don't think Al is is necessarily tied to anybody uh, here, uh, like roster wise. I mean, you know, and he could he's technically tied to all of them, sure. but I, I I or 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 none of them if you follow me. There's there's nobody that like he specifically recruited here and all that. Now, Kyron Lindsay is a, is a, is a unique one, but again, he's used up his one time transfer and he left the SEC to come back to close for the state of Texas. So I think that is uh, that is an interesting one, but I don't I don't necessarily think he will he will leave. Uh, but I, I I would say that I you know th- th- there's going to be a lot of them that I'm not sure that he would necessarily want to go with him. You know, too. Yeah. I I think that no, you know, depending on you know what what they're looking for and all those things. So, but anyway, I w- wouldn't wouldn't rule out uh, maybe other coaches and maybe some players ending up at Ole Miss just because. 
of the familiarity and some of the connections. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see. All right, my own question for you, Level. If I'm putting an over under by the next time we have one of these episodes recorded about a week or so from now, do we have a new coach to talk about at that point? I would think yes. Okay. Uh, maybe you haven't had a press conference or even an official announcement, but I, I would seem to think that a week from now, I, I would think you would uh, you, you would really be at the end of, of what you wanted to do here. Because at that point, you, you would have been, you know, you would have been looking something for nearly two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, or a little over, I guess, two weeks. And so I, I, I tend to think that that is, uh, that is a, a good, you know, I guarantee you they would much rather have it done sooner than later. Right. It's just because they know that each day goes by, you got the portal, you got, there's going to be other business conducted out there in the college basketball world this week as well. Sure. You're not, you're not the only one looking for a coach. And then depending on who gets hired and let go and all these different things that there's a domino effect and, and you start to, if you've had some candidates, all of a sudden other people start looking at them too. Uh, and then, you know, it gets costlier. I mean, there's just all kinds of reasons why that, you know, you'd want to wrap it up sooner than later, but you also just need to try to make the the right and the best decision you can. All right, let's turn it over and look towards football, spring football starting up uh, this week level. What are the, I'm just kind of toss this one up. What what are the main storylines, if you will, that, that uh, you've got kind of highlighted going into spring football this year? What are you watching out for? Well, I, I think uh, I think you need to you know focus a lot on the offensive line. I think mm-hmm. that is um, n- n- namely you know Rusty Stotts uh, stats, excuse me, and and Cole Spencer, the two Western Kentucky players, should be inserted into the starting center and started one of the starting guard spots. I think that more specifically, okay, how they look. And then more specifically, though, what what do your tackle situation look like with Monroe Mills, Todd Buchanan? Uh, I think Caleb Rogers, though, would seem to be the three tackles that will battle it out for the starting spots and then kind of the swing tackle, if you will. But I think mm-hmm. that this position right here is going to really determine in some ways how big of a step you could possibly take next season. Uh, because we know that the offensive line was just okay at times. I think there were some injuries there, obviously. Uh, I think play calling helped it out. I think quarterback play helped it out. And and even though you had a a bunch of different quarterbacks, uh, but it it needs to get better. It needs to get more consistent. So I'm, I'm probably looking at that first and foremost. The the next thing is how do you replace Tyree Wilson? Okay. How do you replace your best defensive player? And I also don't want to gloss over some of your more most consistent players that you're going to have to replace too. Sure. And Krishan Merriweather and, and uh, you know, so I mentioned Tyree Wilson, but I think, I think Miles Cole, uh, I think has a chance to really take a huge step. I think he is likely to be drafted uh, a year from now because of his measurables. Yeah. Uh, it may not be near as high as Tyree Wilson, but you don't teach how big and tall he is. And if he can add some production to it, uh, because he's got natural athleticism to go with it. And then I think uh, Jacob Rodriguez is a, is a guy that I really want to focus a lot on at the linebacking group that, that would essentially replace uh, Krishan Merriweather. So that's kind of on each side of the ball, some of the main things I would be looking at. But there's a 
there's a lot back, man. I mean, there is is. a lot back at quarterback, at receiver, at offensive line, all all throughout the defense. I mean, there is a lot to like and a lot to be excited about when it comes to this football program. So all you're looking for in the spring is make sure everybody stays healthy. (laughs) Make sure everybody's going to class. Exactly. Make sure everybody stays away from those reading how good they're supposed to be. Oh yeah. You know, need to keep everybody motivated and and understanding there's going to be some expectations placed on this thing. And, uh, you know, Joey will, uh, it'll be a bit bit of a different challenge. No doubt. I think going forward, going into this season, because you won't necessarily be, the underdog of sorts like you were last year no you're gonna have most likely a number next to your name to start the season and that's that is different territory around here for since i don't know 10 years probably at least since you've had a number preseason if not longer than that it's it's been a long time so it should be oh i i think is it 09 i mean one minute i i think you for you forget though that it's not just that it's for the last several years yeah I mean, several. You, you're you're trying to figure out. Okay, will we be like when you're looking at the Big Twelve preseason, yeah. whatever? You're trying to make sure you're not like eighth or ninth. Like, surely they'll make <laughs> a seventh or sixth. But and, they, and, all, and rarely does it end up like where you 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 finish better than than some of those. But I mean, of, there, there's yeah. been some times where you've been like, okay, I know Kansas will be ten. But just don't make us nine. Surely exactly. we'll be higher than that. But yeah. I mean, you, you. No, you're right. I mean, it, it, we're, yeah. The the number next to the name is is majorly different than than what we've <laughs> we've dealt with around here. So uh, yeah, it's it's welcomed. But hopefully this team, and I think you've still got a lot of maturity. You got a lot of returners, a lot of maturity on oh, this yeah. team. So I'm I'm very excited for it. But yeah, we'll get to see some the new guys. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of those new guys. And yeah, and that's we'll, what spring is about. A lot of it, I agree. And and as we kind of go along uh, with these next several of these podcasts and in, the, in these weeks and all that, we can kind of get into some of the mm-hmm. other position groups, some of the other like lesser known storylines, if you sure. will, yeah. that I think are just as important. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I just it, it's fun to have football kind of back in your in your psyche a bit, just because. It, it it finished up so strong. Yes. I mean, you win four in a row, bowl game, contract extension, all those things, and then it's like, okay, I, I wish this would keep going. I, I like this. Pour it all over me. <laughs> I know, you know. And now, now you've dealt with all this this basketball turmoil and yeah, change there. But now you get to to revisit football again, and I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. What do we have to do to get both good at once? <laughs> what, are, what are we going to have to I, do? Because uh, the basketball I, has kind of been the savior for the last few years from football season, and it was it was the reverse this year. Yeah, if you're not careful, that they, they kind of they could end up passing each other. And uh, you're right; I, I would prefer both uh, yeah. be really good. I, I I will never forget it. It was January the twelfth or tenth or something around there, and you know, look, you had lost at TCU, you had lost at home against Kansas, you had lost against Oklahoma in overtime, and you go to Iowa State, and I think you were already 0-3, you go to Iowa State, and they just hammered you. I mean, and that was the worst game I think you'd played all season long. It wasn't even close. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, uh, I was like, what is this product on the floor right now? Because this doesn't resemble basketball at all. 
and and I, I'm walking off the court, and I was kind of look. I thought Iowa State would probably win that game based on how it usually goes up there, except for the the year when you won the the conference championship. Right. But I had uh, John Walters and Eric Heff. They saw me walking off the court, and I don't know if what look I had in my face. And they looked at they they said, uh, "Man, we can't we can't be good at the same things uh, at the same time either." <laughs> because and and when he said that, I thought. Because think about Iowa State. Sure, sure. Their 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 sports are, are reversed a bit, you know, yep. because they've been so good at football, and then now they kind of fallen off a little bit. And basketball was starting to, at least up, at that yeah. point, basketball was ranked. Their basketball team was ranked, and they just won by thirty five points. So I just thought it was funny, but uh, yeah, I, I, I vividly remember that conversation. But yeah, I'd like to be greedy and have both. We want to have our cake and eat it too. Yes. Because I never I, understood I, I like, that saying, by the way. It I like no cake. Sense. I yeah. like cake and I want to eat it. Yeah. yeah I don't want to just stare at it. It makes yeah, no sense. That's right. That's right. Uh, another question, real quick, kind of in the football realm. Uh says Level, have you heard if Texas Tech will be adding the LED red lights into the new stadium remodel? I I believe I can't get into specifics because I don't know them. Uh, I, I believe there is going to be the, the the ability to yeah the the lights will be replaced as I understand it. I think that you know like if you, choice you were there with me in Raleigh, North Carolina this year mm-hmm. with every time NC State would score a touchdown and again this is a night situation here sure but when NC State would score they could literally like turn shut the lights off instantly in the stadium. Yeah. And and change the colors, and they even had you guys couldn't see this because you were in the booth. I was on the field. They were even spelling out stuff on the light nice. standards, and it spelled N C and then S T A T E, and all that, or or Wolfpack, and all these different things. Uh, but but I think that'll be a bell and whistle at some level that you will have uh, when when you get when you get uh, uh, things, you know. And that will be the only kind of because I think people are focusing on the actual structure of the South end zone yeah, and, and, and all that that comes with that, there's going to be a lot more like renovation that spills over into the, the stadium too, that I think people will appreciate and enjoy. Yeah. Uh, that one. Yeah. That was a pretty cool experience. And, and I yes, think it was. like a full light show between mm-hmm. quarters at one point too. So yeah, it's a, it's a neat toy to play with if possible, but man, that stadium construction, it just looks so crazy if you just if you're driving by or if you hop on the i think they've got a 24-hour live feed going there right now it's it's pretty crazy to see what that south end zone looks like compared to what you're you're used to seeing over there so i i know i've been asked this like how in the world are they going to get that ready at least you know like halfway ready for a football season because that's a two-year project right yeah it, it, it is but but i know that the company that they're using it specializes in i'm trying to think of a way to like explain this they they specialize in building things like simultaneously and kind yeah. of some displacement but st- like like making it all work uh-huh. is as easily as possible and and i know that there is significant significant financial ramifications if they miss deadlines okay and so that, I mean, th- these people are apparently phenomenal at what they do. Yeah. Uh, be- best best in the United States, I think, as far as 
and I don't even know if it's like the architecture company or what. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I just know sure. that the company that's kind of overseeing this, the the the, the day to day management and the construction of it, that they've done some some big time stuff, uh, and I think they have a way of like, okay, here's here's how we'll do this while we're building this, and then it's just somewhat seamless. Again, if this is going to be a pain. I'm not yeah. trying to make make it make anybody think otherwise that we're, the parking's going to be adjusted. Just day to day life over there is going to be adjusted, uh, but these people are are you know moving it as quickly as they can. And I mean, again, there's significant financial ramifications if they miss some deadlines here. So again, yeah. they have every reason to all hands on deck type stuff to get this done when it when it's supposed to be done. Well, level, we'll put a bow on this one. We got. Uh... Quite a big week coming up, though, because you got, of course, spring football we talked yes. about. And Tech Baseball's got a series in Austin that's going to be pretty big. You got more March Madness, possibly a coach getting hired. So uh could have a, a pretty busy episode next week. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we will uh, we'll bring you whatever we can basketball-wise next week. Uh, by this time next week, yeah, I believe there will be three football practices uh, under their belt. Yeah. And – um and, and and keep in mind you mentioned the the Tim Tadlock's guys going to Austin uh, to Dish Falk probably the last time. That's right. You know, probably the last time. Uh, so as I conference think, foes at least, yeah. Yeah, because I think in basketball you're at least going to get a home and home. So uh just for one more year, but like football you're going there and then baseball if you if you're going there then maybe you get you you know probably Texas get Lubbock, them back one more one more time, but then that, that would be yeah. it. And I don't, I don't pretend to know, look, I don't think that these football games are going to be played against Texas and Oklahoma. I think that I, I just, I, at this point, based on what I know, yeah. but I mean, maybe, maybe there, there's some, some opportunities for, for basketball and, and potentially uh, uh, some baseball series down the line, like non non-conference wise, but we'll see. Yeah. I think midweeks would probably be pretty fitting for, to squeeze some of those in. I'd be surprised. We see, we've seen Texas and A&M do it in the recent years in baseball. So maybe we'll, we'll see that, but uh, yeah. Proximity there is the, is the tricky part, but I mean, heck, I'd, I'd, I'd rather go play a, a neutral site weekend series in sure. San Antonio or Arlington sure. or something is, like that. If very you can agree to a home and home, but uh, anyway. Yeah. All right, level. Well, have a great week, man. Uh, you have sure. a great week, man. I'm going to try. Yeah, I mean, after all, next week you're turning 31 on this here podcast, so That's hopefully right. you'll, uh, yeah, you'll. <laughs> we need to both shave and, and try to clean it up now that we're in our early 30s here. We'll, we'll attend to. All right, all right. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. It's been the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.